This is the Dan and Christy podcast. Dan and Christy. The Aussie Deluxe Angus is back at Macca's. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Yum, yum, yum. It's Dan and Christy. What's trending? Well, starting with this, Margot Robbie has missed out on an Oscars nomination, but her co-star, Ryan Gosling, is up for an award, which is pretty exciting. He played Ken in the movie Barbie, but uh, here's the trailer. Can I come to your house today? Sure. I don't have anything big planned, just a giant blowout party with all the Barbies and plant choreography and a bespoke song. You should stop by. So cool. If you haven't seen it yet, do yourself a favour. It's a great film. Lots of Kennedy. Mm. I'm honestly shocked by this, and I'll tell you why. There's a few reasons I'm genuinely surprised that Margot Robbie didn't get nominated for an Academy Award. One, her performance is fantastic. She's One of the brilliant. reasons She's brilliant. Mm. She's phenomenal as Barbie. And Margot Robbie has been nominated before for two Oscars previously for I, Tonya. Mm-hmm. And the film that she was literally only in for like 25 minutes, a movie called Bombshell, like wasn't a mm. huge film either. Margot was great in it, don't get me wrong. But this movie, this one would be the Oscar the even win. Oh, absolutely. Well, Barbie scooped up eight nominations and female director Greta Gerwig also missed out on a nod too. So, so Snubs. I know. So she she missed out on Best Director, mm. which was really surprising. But because she and her husband did the screenplay for the film, she is nominated for that. So she does, in a way, get an Oscar nomination, which is good. And Margot does get an Oscar nomination, in a way, because Barbie has been nominated for Best Picture and Margot Robbie produced the film. Mm-hmm. So she's technically nominated, yeah. but not as Best Actress. And for Greta Gerwig, not as Best Director. And also, Margot Robbie was nominated for the Golden Globe Award and the Critics' Choice Award. And traditionally, mm-hmm. if you're nominated for either of those categories, particularly the Golden Globe, yep. you're nominated that's for like an Oscar. Issuing for the Oscars, mm. so I'm really surprised. Yeah, Los Angeles uh, are going to be having the ceremony on Monday, March 11th, so it's not for too far away. But um, yeah, Ryan Gosling, well deserved. Yeah. But also, if Ken's getting nominated, surely Barbie should. Absolutely, because mm. I think. That's the thing in the movie, in Barbie. They actually really make each other fantastic, you know. They, That's the plot of the movie. Yeah, yeah, you're only as good as the person opposite you in a lot of ways, you know. It's like with any job, any team that you're on, the better you perform, the better your teammate performs. So I think it's disappointing, but mm. Margot Robbie seems so cool. I know your wife, Jane, was on Neighbours with her for a brief stint. She was. And she's just... Yeah, the nicest the girl, so I'm sure she's not going to sit around bitching about it. Well, it's nominated for Best Picture anyway, so she might go up on stage if it does win. I don't know if it was the best film of the last year, but um, it's up against Maestro. Haven't watched it. Past Lives, Poor Things. Oppenheimer, have seen. The the rest are like, I don't know these films. Holdovers, American Fiction, Anatomy of a Fall, The Zone of Interest, Killers of the Flower Moon. That's meant to be really good. So is Holdovers, mm. though. I mean, I haven't seen either film. Mm. Um, but Bradley Cooper in Maestro, he's been nominated for Best Actor too, so he might take the Gong, Kerry Mulligan for Maestro 2, uh, and Emma Stone nominated for Best Actress 2. So uh, there's a full list of nominations up on the Academy website. Uh, you got snubbed again this year, Christy Hayes, which I is did, unfortunate. Same. Oh, I'm still waiting on that call. So, <laughs> uh, best Supporting Grip Boys. What hobby do you waste money on? <laughs> or what hobby does your partner waste money on? Or what hobby does your friend waste money on? Whatever, you get the idea. Because <laughs> Humby Justin has. This is the ultimate. Now, over the last couple of years on the show, I've talked about Harvey Justin's, what I think is ridiculous expenditure and just little things here and there, right? Yeah. Like um, going to the airport, wasting money on like burritos and stuff like that. But anyway. has to, The man has to eat. I always <laughs> anyway. defend him. I'm always in his corner. I'm like, you have to eat if you're at the airport. So this is the new one, right? So... Mm. Over the summer break, um, and this is, you know, this was very hard. Hubby Justin and I, we went through an unfortunate pregnancy loss and it broke our hearts, etc. And I have talked about that on air. But on a lighter note, we said, well, look, 
I need to put a smile on our face. Mm. Why don't we go out and, and I'm talking this was a cheap one, let's buy ourselves a cheap little boat. We've talked about it for ages. And so we called the boat Sunflower, which was special to us because that's what we named, you know, my pregnancy and stuff was Sunflower. Mm. And so we went out and we bought Sunflower, the boat, right? Excellent. Excellent. Great idea. Big smile on everyone's faces. Mm-hmm. Does something for the family. Go out on the river. Bob's your uncle. Hubby Justin is obsessed with this boat, right? Mm-hmm. The other day, I walked outside and he's just staring at it. He sits there looking at photos of the boat of Sunflower. The mm-hmm. other day, he walked past and he goes, I love you. And I said, no, oh, thanks, honey. And he goes, oh, no, sorry, I was talking to the boat. I'm talking to the boat again. And, and yep. so... <laughs> He just keeps coming up with ridiculous reasons of why he has to spend money on the boat. The point mm-hmm. of getting the cheap boat was just it's safe, easy for the family, let's just go up the river. Anyway, so this is now what's starting to happen, and I've got a little grab of a moment between Harvey Justin and I of him and Sunflower. You bought something else for the boat? Well, I had to. What did you buy? I had to get some mesh. You had to get mesh? <laughs> yeah. But you just spent $250 on the boat. Yeah, but I can't do the carpet until I get the mesh because the mesh has to go underneath the carpet in a couple of spots. Yeah, but I thought we had a deal that you wouldn't just keep spending money on the boat. But <laughs> I had to because I can't finish doing what I'm doing without this. It was $14. It doesn't matter if it was $14. We put a certain amount of money in our bills account to budget for our bills. It's $14. It's- Yes, but you just spent two hundred and fifty dollars. I had two minute noodles today for lunch. I think I can have fourteen bucks to buy some mesh. <laughs> now listen, I know it's fourteen bucks, but when's enough enough? Like, when do you just go? Well, you are. This is too much. Stop. Who does need mesh money. for the boat? That's the thing. Like with the carpet underneath it, you do need it to kind of stick there. Zero and you want to be comfortable happen. anytime you're on the river, right? Did the boat need the carpet? I mean, really? Yes. Doesn't matter if we're slipping around a little bit from the water. <laughs> we already went out and spent a fortune on this carpet. I lost him over the week because he was outside, like, cutting it up. I don't know what he's doing. This boat is taking all of our resources. Does the carpet match the curtains? <laughs> that is my question in the boat. But, uh, yeah, you put a lot of money into the. At least it's not just sitting out there. The boat, it, like, usually that's what happens. In someone's driveway, the boat just sits there and you never take it out. And that's what happened for years in my family. 20 straight years, we did not take the boat that was out the front of our house. Are you serious? Yep. Uh, it was my granddad's boat. And I'm like, oh, great, we're going to take this boat out. We never took it out. Once. You t- never took it out never. once in 20 years. No. God, well, we have the opposite of this problem. Oh, I like it. I'm coming around. I'm, I'm on a boat because um, <laughs> I've got a little dinghy and I want to see your husband's big dinghy. Because um, weren't you driving it and then just all of a sudden the steering, like, stopped working? Yeah, that's too? right. There was, I forgot about that. Then that's why was, you need to put money into it. That's what hubby Justin says. I knew that you would be on his side. <laughs> well, what uh, takes all your money? John uh, from Harrow, what takes uh, all your money when it comes to hobbies? You want to talk about a hobby that takes... So your wife? Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife is my hobby and she takes all my money. <laughs> <laughs> Same with my kids, a never-ending kid. <laughs> <laughs> Very funny, John. But I'm talking hobby, Justin. He's wasting money on this bloody boat of his, right? It's oh. just, oh, and it's driving me crazy. Like, surely at least your wife, you know, is a person and so she's worth every cent. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> Not the best financial investment from your point oh, of view, John. Nah. <laughs> but I'm too, I'm too deeply invested now to pull out. <laughs> Should have. Uh, <laughs> and slip. Uh, but what hobby takes all your money? Alex from Bendigo, what hobby takes your money? At the moment, all my, like, my bobbleheads. Bobbleheads. So are yeah. these like um, little toys? Yeah. Yeah, okay. And what kind of bobbleheads do you Google collect? Them. I like all the marble ones. So I've collected the marble ones for about five years. Yeah, okay. Oh. So they're the little toys with the massive heads and you can collect like Thor, Iron Man, um, Black Panther. <laughs> so how many have you got? 
I've got probably about 50 of them. Alex, are you serious? I'm looking now. Even some of the bobbleheads, they were like 99 bucks per bobblehead. How much yeah. are you spending per bobblehead? Uh, most of them are about 20. I've got a couple that are about 100. <laughs> oh, my God. So are some of these going to be worth more in the future? Is it going to be like Beanie Babies and people pay for them on eBay? Well, I assume so, but there's no way of me knowing. <laughs> they might just be plastic that you spent a lot of money on. You need to calm down, Alex. <laughs> Michaela in Tassie, hon, uh, what hobby do you waste money on? Um, so it's not me, it's my husband. Uh-huh, mm-hmm. surprise. Okay. Um, he is currently collecting all Nintendo 64, SNES, um, GameCube, like all those games from his childhood. Um, and some of these games are like $600, if not more. I that love is... your husband, Michaela. I'm coming <laughs> to hang out with him because <laughs> I play clapping. the 64 all the time. And some of the rare games out there, you know, Mario Party 2 now goes for about 150 bucks. People want these collector's items, don't they? Yeah, he's got Mario, like Super Mario. Then he's got Yoshi's World, yeah. like um, the original Mario Kart, like all the Zeldas, Metroid, like... Everything. A couple of these games is a couple of these games is like it's gonna cost me like a thousand dollars because he wants the box, mm-hmm. the ga- the game cartridge and the manual. See, you need um, all three. Oh There's a trifecta because they go for a lot of money on the internet. You would yeah, love he's like, this when stuff, I die, then. the kids are gonna get so much money for these. Okay, I'm really? like, we need the money now. No. We're married to the same person, I swear, <laughs> Michaela. Am I your husband, Michaela? <laughs> And we're talking things TikTok. Oh, we love our TikTok. Actually, I deleted the app on my phone because I didn't understand it. And I never will. Uh, but anyway, this is trending on TikTok. It's called loud budgeting. So 2023 is quite luxury, they're saying, Gen Z. Um, like, well, it's 2024 now, but uh, loud budgeters are saving $450 a month on average, the TikTokers, the Gen Zs. Yes, well done to Gen Z because loud budgeting has replaced the 2020, 2023 thing that had the quiet luxury, whatever what was that was. quiet luxury? You're asking the wrong person. I don't even use TikTok and I can't really keep up with the Gen Z trends, but this is a good one. Loud budgeting, because Gen Zers in particular are saving approximately 450 bucks a month on average, mm-hmm. which is good to see. Loud budgeting, essentially what they're doing is making one another loudly financially accountable. So you know how money was just one of these things, particularly when you and I were in our 20s and I didn't have any, I don't know if you did either. But I have never had cash. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ever. You just don't really have your stuff together. Mm. But the, the next gen is sort of starting to get better at having the conversation of talking about money is in like, because in our day you just didn't pry and ask people about money. No, it's and a I generational think, thing. Yeah, though. I don't think they're asking people how much they earn, but they're asking people what they spend on stuff and where they can cut back on spending to save money. So this is the gen Z's talking about loud budgeting. Um, so this year, I've actually decided to just quit my gym membership to save money. So um, I've told my friends that I'm going to ghost them this year and probably not text them back because I don't need the plans and I don't want to <laughs> spend money on the plans. Yeah, I'm going to try not buy any coffees out. I'm eating my flatmates' food and not my own. That's a good way to do it. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> just eat other people's food. You'll save heaps of money. Uh, do you have any loud budgeting tips for people? Because it, it is uh, like our hip pockets are being absolutely destroyed with the cost of living at the moment. Mm, they they really are. Look, one thing that um, my sister, because she works in finance, right, mm-hmm. my sister Kat, and she's so organised, she sent Harvey Justin and I this spreadsheet formula about a year and a half ago mm. of what to do with money, like where you put your bills, where you put your savings, where you put what's called treat yourself, where you get 200 bucks a fortnight to live on just for coffees and all your stuff. Okay. So 
the money that I get for myself a fortnight is not enough to have a gym membership, to go out for takeaway, to do all that sort of mm. stuff. So that's kind of us being like responsible. But in terms of like just things that you could cut back on, I was thinking about this and I, I, like coffees is one thing, but I just, I'm not going to. No, like you need you coffee to, to live coffees. on. I understand mm-hmm. that, you know. Where you can, it's good if you can uh, get organised with your subscriptions. Like if you don't have to have every television subscription under the planet because they do add up, like mm-hmm. 20 bucks here, 20 bucks there. You know, mm-hmm. you, you can get up to 100 bucks with subscription stuff. Oh, that's a very good point. Just go look outside instead because uh, I'm stuck behind a television screen every <laughs> single afternoon and I reckon I binge watch um, everything on the planet. So that would uh, cut back a fair bit, but it's only 20 dollars a month so i'm like oh well like for your own entertainment and especially with kids um what about just cutting off the kids altogether because they're like this financial burden that hasn't been the best financial investment ever um but, but oh. like uh, maybe it's taking out I, I think the worst part for me is takeout food because you have these little uh, like micro treats like coffees and food delivery and snacks and stuff like that mm. you could definitely cut down on that and just have ramen noodles and maybe some cask wine fruity lexia that'd be <laughs> The Aussie Angus Deluxe is back at Macca's. Right here on Hit, it's Hits Dan and Christy. Hits Dan and Christy. The People's Court. I'm so excited about this. Mainly because I get to play the Law and Order SVU opening theme song. I love SVU. Oh, I've always wanted that. to do jury duty. Got oh, asked yeah. to it once, but I couldn't do it because I worked in the media. Mm-hmm. I was bummed, but that's all right. This is something new we are going to do on the show. It's called the People's Court, and we have a prize for you. You could be our MVP. It's free McDonald's. So if you want it, call us 131060. All you've got to do is say, should you be allowed to make noise in the house at night? Mm-hmm. Yes or no? Because I'm going to present a very... Very strong case case. to you, Dan, yes. And we want to get our listeners involved in this. Well, they're going to be Judge Judy and the (laughs) executioner. (laughs) Judge Judy, I love her too. Yeah, so on 131060, get your opinion on this. Dan, Mm -hmm. hubby Justin is in studio with us now, right? And this is probably the first time he and I have spoken this morning because I left our home at 4am to go to work to come and do our breakfast show. I was in the bushes looking at Justin (laughs) at the time too, so yes, I recall. Exactly. Now, I have a feeling that you're going to be on Justin's side for this, right? Mm -hmm. But I want to get your thoughts. And I want to get our beautiful listeners' thoughts to on 131060. Who is in the right when it comes to couples or one of the partners being loud in the house at night when you're trying to go to sleep? Maybe you've got a snorer. Maybe you've got a you know a partner like I have. Who did this? What do you think? So last mm-hmm. night, um, I'm trying to get my eight-year-old son to sleep. Harley laying next to him, co-sleeping just for a bit to get him to fall asleep so he feels nice and safe before I get up and sneak into my bed with my husband. Mm-hmm. So Justin is in our bed just waiting on his phone, waiting for me to get Harley to sleep before I can come into our bed and then he gets up right and then I'm talking he walks into the kitchen I assume to get a late night snack our house is pitch black at the moment I'm trying to get my son to sleep and I hear this like stomping and he's stomping really loudly right and then it gets worse he goes into the kitchen he turns on the light above the oven so the entire house like the hallway just lights up and then he goes to the fridge and then he goes to the fridge, and this is a loud fridge, by the way, makes this noise like a ding, 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 and so he opens the fridge up, right, which plays music or something. I don't is know. Is that a bidet? He's, <laughs> <laughs> He's ruffling, like, stuff in the fridge, like, 
peanut packets or I don't know. It could just mm. could not make any more noise if he tried. Obviously wakes up, Harley. I have mm. to start the entire process again of trying to get back to sleep. Mm. And in the end, I got really annoyed and I said, well, there you go. There goes that. There goes us having couple time later because you've woken up, Harley. You were way too loud. Am I in the wrong here? Um, I accidentally maybe raised my voice a little bit to Justin and for that I'm a little bit sorry. But I, um, I think there's an etiquette with couples, right? If you, you shouldn't be going to this, the fridge to get like a late night right, snack. Let, let or at least just be quiet here. when you do. What do you think? First thing, about 7% of that is true. <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. That's a good percentage. All right. Yep. That 7% is the bit where she yelled at me. Okay. Uh, yep. So you were trying your best All to right. be quiet. Number one, Mm-mm. no, so loud. You've I'm married to someone loud. who insists on having floorboards everywhere <laughs> and ripped out all the carpet, so you can't walk in our house without. <laughs> all right, the fridge makes a ding ding when you open it. It's, okay, that's yeah, it. It's really loud. No, okay. it makes a ding ding. That's about it. All right, mm. uh, and that's and you needed something to eat. I did mm. because, uh, in my defence, I made awesome peanut butter brownies. Oh Jesus! See, and I ate a lot of them. And <laughs> Okay, in, in another thing, okay, mm. I was just getting some water, all right? Something she constantly tells me I yeah. have to drink. You've got to drink more water. So I was, like, I was literally filling my drink bottle. That's what I was doing. <laughs> you know I wear glasses. I didn't have my glasses on. I have to turn the light on or else I, who knows what I'm going to fill my drink bottle with, who all right? Who cares? Just keep the lights off or put the, put the phone okay. torch that you have the, on. Uh, the, the light above the oven Literally, it would be tiny. Yeah, it is tiny. It makes no light whatsoever. Mm. Lucky to even cause a shadow. Like it's nothing at all. So flooded the hallway with light. Like it was the brightest thing I've ever seen. Okay, brighter than the sun (laughs) is what I've heard. It was the biggest thing I've ever seen. It's not close encounters of the third time. There was not (laughs) aliens coming out and shining lights inside the house. It pretty much was. So, Dan, Mm. is this wrong? Like, if you are getting the kids to sleep, should there be a part? Nine. Yeah, okay. which is pretty late for us. If you're getting the kids to sleep, is there a time that you just should not be well, getting up and having midnight snacks? How okay, a midnight to... snack would be at midnight. This is quarter past nine. Well, he needs a snack to get the energy when I hop into bed at 9.30. <laughs> I saved you a peanut butter brownie, Dan. <laughs> I love your husband's brownies. Well, Team Justin or Team Christy, this is the question we're asking listeners, Judge Jury, an executioner, or Judge Judy, as I like to call it. So tell us, 131060, are you Team Justin or Team Christy? Our producer, Maddie, what side are you on the fence uh, of Justin or Team Christy? Look, I'm a, like, surprisingly for a six foot four, 300 kilo man, I'm very light footed. I'm quite quiet. So yes. I'm the kind of person that really does sneak around. Mm. But I have lived with people. When I tell you they've used every pot and pan to make a sandwich <laughs> somehow, <laughs> why? Playing the drums. So, um, yeah. Yeah, look, yeah. I'll jump on Christy's team. Right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Team Christy, Let's we've got go one. Now, uh, Josh from Bendigo, Team Justin or Team Christy? Uh, definitely Team Christy, mate. Sorry, <laughs> but I've got a 12-month-old daughter, and when the 19-year-old daughter gets up at 2 a.m., get rummages around for a snack and wakes her up, it's hell on earth. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, Josh. It's, it's nothing more annoying, hey, when you're like, you just got the baby to sleep, because that means you oh, can go yeah. to sleep, and then everyone comes in and just decides to have a buffet. <laughs> Yep, that's it. And then she's up for the next three hours, and I'm running on four hours sleep for a whole day's work. So <laughs> never a good story there. And why is she doing <laughs> up at 2 a.m.? What kind of job does she have? Or is she just uh, a night owl? bit hungry? Yeah, just a bit hungry, generally. Wakes up, tosses, turns, and... Um, <laughs> 
decide, oh, yeah, you know, I'll be on YouTube all night. Everything's, uh, you know. Yeah, might <laughs> yeah, learn well, the trumpet. I, 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 I want a Coke, okay, and then next thing is the chocolate packets are rated and popcorn and three hours later I'm still hearing her in the room with the TV on. I'm like, oh, Jesus, just turn it down and off already. Hit breakfast with Dan and Christy live on the radio and on the listener app. And this bloke's all the way from England. He's a singer, songwriter, musician, and he is always on the radio playing this tune. He's a legend of music. Wouldn't it be good to have a chat to Nick Kershaw right here, right now? Nick, good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you doing? Very good. How's things over in the UK? Very, very good. Yeah, it's it's about ten fifteen over here, and I've got my glass of breakfast wine. <laughs> It's five o'clock somewhere. Yeah, Nick. we need to have breakfast with you, Nick. That'd be good. Wouldn't that be good? <laughs> but we're so excited, Nick. You are you're such a brilliant talent. You've worked with some of the biggest people in the world, and you're coming to Australia. Do you like it down under? I do. Yeah, I'm blissfully ignorant, to, to be honest. But I'm going to have to do some research. But I, yeah, I am very much looking forward to it. Well, Nick, you've played all around the world. What are some of your favourite venues to play? Because you played the O2 in London. Have you done Wembley? Yeah. Well, the, yes, the the arena and the stadium a mm. couple of times. Uh, back in the day, yeah, I, I did the stadium with, with Elton in 1984. And then, now of course, there was Live Aid, which was from Wembley. And Please tell us about Live Aid. What was that experience like? And, and did you know you were creating history at the time? It was pretty mental, yeah. I mean, because when Bob was sort of hanging about at Heathrow Airport in January 85, just sort of press-ganging people in, into doing a gig, we all thought it was just going to be, you know, originally it was just going to be the Hammersmith Odeon or whatever. Then it was Wembley Stadium. And then it was, you know, two billion people watching on the television. It just got kind of bigger and bigger and bigger. So it was it was clearly a big deal, and I was uh, appropriately nervous and, well, terrified. <laughs> yeah, you would have been terrified, Nick. can only imagine what that experience would have been like. And I guess, did you even imagine at the time that it would go on to be one of these historic, iconic moments of, of this century? I think, well, yeah, I think we did. I remember thinking at the time that this is never going to be repeated with this kind of scale. It was you know, extraordinary because everybody was there. I mean, all my heroes were there. It was just, and that was one of the things I was so nervous about, sort of making a fool of myself in front of them, you know. You do play guitar on Elton John's hit single, Nikita, one of my favourite Elton John tunes. How did you strike mm-hmm. up a friendship with Elton? Well, very early on, um, I think I just, wouldn't it be good with just been a hit in in the January of of 84 and I was in Paris doing some promoting and Elton was playing at a venue called the Bercy over there and we had the same PR lady called Kathy she said "Uh, Elton's invited you to a gig so I thought oh this that's amazing so we went to the gig and and hung out a bit afterwards and and from that time onwards he he was just a a brilliant champion for me he was really supportive he still does it now he supports new music and new acts I just hugely admire his his hunger for new music I mean, he, he just loves music and new artists. I was a beneficiary of that for, for quite a few years. Yeah, for sure, Nick. And you know what? I know that you say the song came out a long time ago when you started with music, but you know when I re-fell in love with Wouldn't It Be Good? This must have been a nice feeling for you because my eight-year-old loves it too. When um, your song Wouldn't It Be Good yeah. was in Ricky Gervais' series in Extras. Did you see that montage? <laughs> okay. where Ricky Gervais is a fan of your song. Like, it was awesome in Extras. I know. Yeah, I did. I got I got a mention in The Office as well, the original version of The Yay! Office. I was a question on quiz night. <laughs> <laughs>
awesome. You know you've made it. Oh, exactly. And, and uh, you do write a number of hits for other artists. Is there anyone currently in the top 40 that you'd love to work with in the world, Nick? Um, do you know what? I think those days are over for, I, for me. I, I, I spent like 10 years doing that, just writing with and for other people. And it was a great experience. And I learned a hell of a lot. And I met some lovely people. But ultimately, I just figured out that after 10 years, I'm a control freak and I love getting my own way and I love doing my own thing. So I, so that's when I started making records again at sort of 1999. And that's kind of what I do now. And I, I've, I've tried getting back into writing with them and for people. I'm, I'm out of that loop now. Making a set list would be quite difficult too because you have a number of hits. A lot of uh, UK singles out there, Human Racing, The Riddle, Wide Boy, wouldn't it be good? What's it like making a set over 40 years? Does it take a while? Well, it does. It depends what kind of show you're doing. If you're doing your own shows, yeah, to your own crowds, there's, you know, half of the set chooses itself. It's not, I'm not an idiot. You know, people are going to lose me if I don't play certain songs so that's easy but just songs I like playing you know really after that you just get selfish and just songs you like performing and that that kind of rubs off on the audience as well you know you don't want to be playing songs that you're just playing for the sake of it I've changed it over the years when I come over this time there might be a couple of new ones and maybe a couple of songs from you know the 2000s or whatever but um, yeah I just like playing those songs well grab your tickets ticketmaster.com.au Nick Kershaw thanks for joining us mate we can't wait for your Australian tour and thanks for joining us on the Dan and Christy show. It's my pleasure, guys. That was the Dan and Christy podcast. Dan and Christy! The Aussie Angus Deluxe is back at Macca's.